you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions, the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics and AlmostHeavenAthletics.com. And man, oh man, what a couple weeks it has been. It has been a whirlwind since West Virginia's bowl game, to say the least. So, um, a lot has happened. Um, As this episode is titled, Dana Holgerson is out, Neil Brown is in at West Virginia, so let's flash back to the bowl game. I'm sure as everyone knows now, um, Syracuse defeated West Virginia in the Camp and World Bowl 34-18. Outscored them 17-0 in the fourth quarter. West Virginia was up 18-17 going into the fourth. Uh, so a lot of mixed reviews from that bowl game coming out already. Um, you know, people were kind of upset about the way that the team played, uh, didn't look prepared, yada, 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 the list goes on. But um, the bigger news after that, as we all know by now, I'm sure, is that uh, the next day there started to be these rumors of uh, Houston, uh, the Houston Cougars, University of Houston, being interested in West Virginia Mountaineers coach Dana Holgerson. Um, coach Holgerson had previously served there as offensive coordinator in 2007. So um, they they was very fond of the city of Houston. You've heard Dana speak of it highly in the past about the Astros, being an Astros fan, just loving the city of Houston in general. So um, right away I think you could feel that there was maybe some legs to this uh, to this rumor, you know, um, when I first heard of it myself, I kind of brushed it off like, oh, he's not, he wouldn't leave a power five for, for a group of five school, you know, but uh, the more I looked into it, the more it made sense. And then, you know, I had some contacts tell me that um, it was to the point where West Virginia was not going to um, offer a counter offer to Houston if he decided to go there. And, you know, so it was kind of to the point where it was a mutual depart- departure, you know, um, what had happened was uh, West Virginia had offered uh, Coach Holgerson an extension towards the end of the season. Um, he didn't like the terms of said extension. Uh, West Virginia was offering to add another year onto his contract, um, keeping the same uh, 60-some percent buyout that he had now. He wanted two years, and he wanted that buyout fully guaranteed. And uh, Shane Lyons pretty much you know, said he wasn't going to be strong-armed. He, you can have this offer, or you know, so we can just keep the contract that you're on now. Um, so Dana said, fine, keep the contract we're on now. Um, negotiations ended and so that's what happened there as far as extension talks and you know with those extension talks uh, breaking down I don't want to say that Coach Holgerson started to look other places but it was easier for him to leave um, at this time I believe his buyout went down from two and a half million to a million on uh, January 1st and you know you kind of seen the uh, the talk start to heat up on the 29th through the 31st and then become a reality basically right around the beginning of the new year um, you know, I've always been a Holgerson supporter, as many of our listeners know, but uh, the thing is, I think that this was the right time for uh, a breakup on both parties, for in West Virginia's case and in uh, Coach Holgerson's case. You know, I mentioned before the season in our season prediction show that um, if West Virginia didn't make it to the Big 12 championship game this season, it would be a bit of a letdown, and indeed, that was what happened, and that was very disappointing, so... You know, it's it's really crazy to think about, though, how the last, you know, month ended for West Virginia in this season. You know, two games left, sitting with one loss, win one of their last two games, they're in the Big 12 championship. From that point, 
They lose their final two games, lose the bowl game, and now have uh, a new head football coach and um, Neil Brown. So um, to kind of break it down to a timeline, um, Coach Holgerson, around New Year's Day, the reports came out that he had accepted the position. Uh, the, the University of Houston officially announced that that was the case a day later on January 2nd. A five-year, $20 million deal for Dana Holgerson, largest contract ever for a group of five coach. And, you know, like I said, I think it was just the right time for both West Virginia and Dana Holgerson to kind of um, cut ties, if you will. Um, as far as Dana's tenure is concerned, I think that um, for as far as the legacy that you can look at for him at West Virginia, yeah, he's the second winningest time, coach of all time at West Virginia, but I think more so his legacy will be looked upon as the coach that helped transition West Virginia from the Big East to the Big 12, you know, build a deeper roster, things like that. You know, he just couldn't quite get to that uh, level that the fans wanted to see us get to of getting into the Big 12 championship game, you know, never playing for a Big 12 championship game under his tenure, never beating Oklahoma under his uh, tutelage either. So, you know, those are things that I think the fans wanted to see, and rightfully so. And then on Coach Holgerson's end, you know, he kind of can look at it as, you know, I, I did what I needed to do, transfer, transfer, transitioning this team rather from the Big East to the Big 12 conference and you know I've kind of hit my um, hit my ceiling here at West Virginia and you know he 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 knew that next season was probably going to be a tough season and so he if, if he has a down year if he'd had a down year in 2019 uh, you know loses his job gets fired whatever would have happened um, it's gonna be harder for him to find another job then so um, he figured it was just a perfect opportunity uh, get while the getting's good if you will and also to go to a place that he really loves in Houston you know a city that he's, he's very fond of so um, I don't want to call it a win-win but I mean that's pretty much how you can look at it though is a win-win situation um, you know, Holgerson uh, gets a fully guaranteed contract at Houston, largest group of five contract ever. So, you know, gets to go to a place that he likes. West Virginia gets to have a clean slate. Shane Lyons gets to make his first coaching hire. And, you know, um, Mountaineers can start uh, a new next season, a season that may have been a bit of a rebuilding year anyways. So why not transition right now if you're going to transition? There's really no better time to do it than now. So I think, you know, uh, grateful for Coach Holgerson, all he did at West Virginia, helping transition from the Big East to the Big 12. But I think um, now was a good time for, for a split, and it was. I think it, you can look at it as pretty much as a mutual breakup, really. I think that um, Dana was ready to move on, and I think West Virginia uh, University as a whole, Shane Lyons, President Gee, were all ready to move on as well. So. All right, Dana moves on. Um, talking more about the search now in general uh, that occurred. Um, you know, we thought about doing a show right after the bowl game and right about when the uh, rumors came out, but we kind of waited till uh, you know things were more concrete. Uh, wanted to see, you know, there's rumors about Coach Brown getting hired. Wanted to wait till that was official, and that is, you know, indeed official now. But uh, talking about the search in general, you know, a lot of candidates' names were floated, um, but the three guys that ended up interviewing for the job were defensive coordinator Tony Gibson, current Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle, and of course uh, Troy head coach Neil Brown. And, you know, when I heard that uh, Coach Holgerson would be leaving and, you know, believed it to be so, uh, you know, before it was officially announced, right before the reports came out, I started to look up some candidates myself. And Neil Brown was the one name that uh, kept popping up to me as just the overall top best candidate for this job. And so, you know, he was up there at the top of my list. Um, 
you know, Luke Fickle, I, I don't think would have been a bad hire, but I just think that Neil Neil Brown was head and shoulders above Luke Fickle, so I was really rooting for him the whole time and was uh, really excited to hear that he, you know, wowed them in the interview and ended up uh, winning the job and that he also was Shane Lyons' uh, top target from the beginning. And so, you know, just in regards to this coaching search, you really can't say enough about how uh, Shane Lyons did and how well this went um, on his part, you know, this is the first time really in my lifetime that uh, West Virginia has had like a true coaching search. Um, you know, Rich Rod came in after Neyland, but there wasn't too much searching there. And then, you know, uh, Bill Stewart, of course, uh, was hired right after the Fiesta Bowl the morning after. So um, it wasn't really a true co- coaching search con- conducted there. And then Oliver Luck kind of handpicked Dana Holgerson and, you know, moved him in and was going to do the whole co- head coach and waiting deal. And so that wasn't really that smooth of a transition either. But, here, you know, the way the West Virginia handled this, just a true coaching search, knew who they wanted, went after him, got their top guy, and, you know, just did it perfectly. You know, you can't have it go any smoother than the way that uh, it went for West Virginia, and Shane Lyons did a great job. You know, I also want to point out that um, it's big that West Virginia hired a sitting head coach. Yes, he's from Troy, you know, in the Sun Belt Conference, one of the lower G5 conferences. But, you know, if you can win at Troy, you can win anywhere. But just the fact that he's a sitting head coach is a big deal because um, – I don't. I can't think of the last time West Virginia hired a sitting head coach. I read somewhere that it was back in 1940. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's true, so don't quote me on that. But I'd say that you know it's probably around that time, and uh, it's certainly been a long time. You know, you can go all the way back to uh, Don Nealon. Uh, Don Nealon had been a head coach before at Bowling Green, but he was not a sitting head coach at the time of his hi- of his hiring. I believe he was a position coach at Michigan. Um, Rich Rodriguez had been a head coach, but at Division Two, he was a coordinator, I believe, at Clemson at the time of his hiring. If I'm not mistaken and then um, of course you know Bill Stewart was a uh, position coach for the Mountaineers and then Dana Holgerson was a coordinator at the time of his hiring so you know bringing in a sitting head coach is a, is a big deal and you don't really want to understate that you're not going to have to have someone learning on the job for the first time in quite a while he knows what he wants to do has a plan you know all of that so it's really big that West Virginia was able to not only land their top guy but also the fact that he's a sitting head coach and a sitting head coach with a high pe- pedigree that had been pretty much highly sought after for the past couple of seasons. So West Virginia really hit a home run with this hire, and I think Shane Lyons did a phenomenal job with uh, the coaching search and how he conducted it and how he went after his guy and how he got him quick and efficiently. And so um, having said that, um, let's talk a little bit more about Neil Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot be more excited to be your head football coach. We're going to work. We're going to compete. We're going to have fun. At the end of the day, we're going to make you proud. Hugh Country Roads, let's go Mountaineers. Thank you all. So uh, Neil Brown, as you heard in that sound clip, was um, introduced, uh, had held his introductory press conference, rather, on January 10th a couple days ago. So um, that was great. He really won the press conference, which is like step one when you become a head coach. But, you know, looking back about how his hiring went, um, January 4th was when he was reported to be um, hired as West Virginia's next head football coach. Uh, The university officially uh, released that on January 5th, a day later. And then, of course, as I said, January 10th, as you heard in the sound clip, um, held his introductory press conference, and that went very well as well. Um, Six-year, $19 million deal for uh, Neil Brown. And just a little background on Neil Brown. You know, I mentioned uh, he was really um, done an excellent job at Troy, and, you know, that can't be understated. Um, 35 and 16 over four years there. Um, 
He went four and eight in his first season, which doesn't sound that great. But when you look at it, um, they were three and nine the year before he came in. So even that four and eight record improved what they were doing. And from that four and eight record, he only lost eight games the next three over the next three seasons. So four and eight in the first year, thirty one and eight over the next three seasons. So thirty five and sixteen overall. 2-1 and one against Power 5 opponents. 2016, they lose to Clemson by 6, 30-24. Clemson goes on to win the national championship that year. 2017, they defeat LSU in Death Valley, which is a tough place to play. You've seen West Virginia go down there, couldn't get a win. And then uh, in Dana Holgerson's first season, they couldn't beat them in Morgantown even. So um, that's nothing to... Uh, shake your head out going down into Death Valley and getting a win, and Neil Brown was able to accomplish that at Troy. And then, of course, most recently this season in 2018, they defeated Nebraska, so 2-1 and one versus the Power Five. He also went 3-0 and in bowl games, and um, I mentioned 31-8 and over the past three seasons, won 10 games in 2016, 11 games in 2017, and 10 games in 2018, making him one of only six coaches in the whole nation to have won 10 or more games in each of the past three seasons. You know, some of the other names of those other coaches would be guys like Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Chris Peterson, and I think Brian Harson from Boise State may be the other one, but don't quote me on that. But I do know for sure that he's up there with Urban Meyer, Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, and Chris Peterson. So, I mean, those are some big names to be in the conversation with, and the fact that he did it at Troy is uh, really impressive. That 31-8 and record by Troy over the past three seasons of his tenure, best record in the group of five, tied with UCF, who also went 31-8 and over the past three seasons. So that just shows you what he kind of accomplished at Troy. So um, really excited to have Neil Brown on staff as the new West Virginia head football coach. And, you know, to look beyond the numbers, just um, – what you heard in his press conference, you know, some of the quotes, and not even that, but what you've heard people from Troy say about him, what you've heard people from West Virginia that have met him say about him, he seems like a really genuine, down-to-earth, uh, caring person, which is um, really great to see. Um, he seems like a player's coach. He really cares about the players. He says this is going to be a player's first program. Um, just, just a great person as well as a great football coach, and very rarely do you get both of those in one. Um you know, some people have even compared his personality to a young Dabo Sweeney, which um, I think that all Mountaineer fans uh, get tickled to death when they hear that comparison. So, um, you know, personality-wise, I definitely can see that compa- comparison, and hopefully the wins and uh, building of the program follow his uh, mold as well. Um, West Virginia fans can only hope that that is the case, but I do really think that Neil Brown has a bright future, and hopefully we can keep him in Morgantown for a long time because I think he's going to end up being a phenomenal head football coach, as he already has shown early in his career he's only 38 years old and you know only been head coach for four seasons so you know he's been highly sought after he interviewed for Louisville arguably he would have had that job but um you know being he's from Kentucky and uh, allegedly Louisville's uh donors and and big money people didn't want a, a UK guy in there as their head coach and that's really the only reason he didn't get the Louisville job this season also interviewed for Kansas State and they were just so far into already hiring uh Chris Kleiman from North Dakota State that you know they were pretty much moving on that already but hired him I mean, interviewed him rather just um, because, you know, they've heard so many good things. And reportedly um, what I'd heard is he blew Kansas State away so much in that interview and impressed him so much in that interview 
that uh, they almost uh, decided not to hire Chris Kleiman, but they were so far into it that went they went ahead and hired Kleiman. And so West Virginia really uh, was lucky that Neil Brown was still available and uh, that they were able to snag him up this late in the coaching carousel. You know, you've seen a lot of national pundits. I believe it was Stuart Mandel. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I know it was one of the uh, national media members that said uh, West Virginia, despite being the last to come open, may have won this year's coaching carousel. And I think that um, there's a great possibility of that, you know. I think that, like I said before, it's a great job by Shane Lyons. Um, Neil Brown, after the new year, his buyout went down to $300,000. So Houston paid West Virginia a million dollars to buy out Dana Hogerson's contract. Um, Shane Lyons only had to pay $300,000 to buy out Neil Brown's contract. So allegedly he profited the university $700,000 and arguably upgraded the head coaching position as well with Neil Brown coming in. So that's, that's big there. You can't say enough about what Shane Lyons did. You know, and just just great stuff from him there. Um, I'm going to play another quote uh, from Neil Brown that I really liked from the press conference. Then I'm going to talk more about his philosophies and a little bit about uh, staff changes that are coming up in the next segment. When I think about culture, when I think about vision, when I think about passion, I think about Coach Nealon and the incredible legacy he left here, over two decades of success. And I appreciate the time he spent welcoming me to town and to this university on Sunday afternoon. He provided great insight and I appreciate that. I think about the 14th winningest program in all of college football. Wow. I think about 15 conference championships. I think about the flying WV and the hardworking blue collar people of West Virginia that that WV represent. I think about country roads and I think about one of the best environments of all of college football. West Virginia is culture. It is vision and it is passion. That was a great fit. It fits my DNA. But what I told them is that West Virginia, we were going to be about three things. Number one, we were going to develop young men. I love football. I'm passionate. Athletics has given me every opportunity that I've ever had in my life. But I think, it's a, I think it's a tool to develop young men. Number two, we're going to graduate student athletes and set them up for their future endeavors. And number three, we're going to win football games. All right, so, you know, as, as you can hear, Neil Brown really impressed in that press conference. Um, did, made a lot of uh, good quotes that really impressed Mountaineer fans, myself included. And, you know, um, had heard that he's re- just really, he really seems like to be a great public speaker and just really a well-prepared, detail-oriented person. And um, you can't speak enough about how much uh, that's going to help when it comes to being a football coach. You know, Shane Lyons mentioned in the int- introduction of Neil Brown for that press conference that his interview lasted seven hours so that shows just how prepared he was for the interview with the Mountaineers and that he came in you know he only had allegedly about 48 hours to prepare for the interview and he came in with a great knowledge of West Virginia's history as a state as a football program he'd even studied some of the players going as far as to uh, talk about how he could improve uh, quarterback Jack Allison's throwing mechanics so really impressive by impressed by Neil Brown early on as I think a lot of Mountaineer fans are um, you know a seven-hour interview that's that's impressive on its own and then that press conference he just hit all the right notes um, not only with talking about how he cares about the p- players but also um, you know, knowing a little bit about West Virginia's history and touching on the things that, you know, are important to West Virginia. And I think that was big. So 
Um, switching over, I want to talk a little bit about his offensive and defensive philosophy. Um, Neil Brown is an offensive coach. You know, he comes from that same uh, that air raid tree. You know, his coaches in college were Hal Mummy and Mike Leach and Tony Franklin. So he comes from that tree. But um, despite using some of those passing, same uh, type of passing concepts, he's really molded his offense into something different. He uses a lot of option concepts in his offense. And, you know, you heard him mention in the press conference that his main thing is being physical. He said he feels that when the weather changes, it gets colder, you know, you get in the later months of the season, you need to be able to be physical, you need to be able to run the ball. So more than anything, he stresses being physical and uh, being able to run the ball. He had a 1,000-yard rusher in three of the past four seasons at Troy and also had a first or second team all-conference running back all four seasons he was there. So when I look at it, I kind of look at it as a mixture of uh, kind of the Rich Rod offense and um, the Air Raid offense kind of meshed together, something similar to that. You know, kind of, if you want a little reference point, kind of similar to the offense that West Virginia ran in 2016 with Skylar Howard under center when they won 10 games. I would say something akin to that, but um, probably even more um, option concepts and some different uh, type of run plays. And also, um, I've, I've noticed from watching highlights at the Troy games, they like to incorporate trick plays, so that's something fun to think about uh, for the future as well. Um, defensively, he's bringing in his defensive coordinator, Vic Koning, who was his defensive coordinator at Troy. He's going to be the defensive coordinator and safeties coach at West Virginia. Um, Vic Koning has a long storied career. He's 58 years old, and um, he's been in a lot of places. He actually has experience in the Big 12. He was at Kansas State before, but um, he's also been at Clemson and Illinois. He led both Clemson and Illinois both of those programs to top 10 ranked defenses nationally when he was there. Uh, 2017 at Troy, he was a Broyles Award finalist, which is awarded to the top assistant coach in the country. And, you know, he's just he's done he's done a fantastic job at Troy. They've had a top 25 defense the past two seasons, as well as being second in the nation in turnovers forced last year. So I think that West Virginia not only arguably upgraded the head coaching position, but also upgraded the defensive coordinator position. Pleased to announce that Vic Coning will be our defensive coordinator. Vic has a history of putting together some of the top attacking defenses in the country. It was a huge uh, part of our success at Troy. He has experience in this league, and I cannot be more excited to have him here. And as far as the scheme Vic Coning likes to run, he's come out and said himself he's not necessarily married to one scheme. He does whatever the players do best at any given time. Sometimes that's a 4-2-5, sometimes that's a 4-3, sometimes that's a 3-4, just whatever it takes. And that's also what Neil Brown uh, described his offense as. He, he likes to call his offense a get-it-done offense. He said whatever it takes to get the win and get the job done is what they're going to do. And I see that from Vic Coning on defense as well. Um, as far as the rest of the coaching staff and how that's going to shake out, um, it doesn't look like there's going to be any carryover or much carryover, maybe not any at all, from the previous staff into this one. Um, Tony Gibson is is out. You know, there had been reports that he may take another role, another position coach, or another role uh, within the university. That's um, no truth in those rumors. He's out. Um, he will not be retained at West Virginia. Uh, Joe Wickline is out. Um, Neil Brown is bringing in another offensive line coach, which I'll talk more about in a second. Markel Blackwell is out. He is heading to uh, Houston with Dana Holgerson. Tyron Carrier is heading to Houston with Dana Holgerson. Markel Blackwell was the running backs coach at West Virginia. Tyron Carrier was the receivers coach at West Virginia. They're both following Dana Holgerson to Houston. Um, Doug Belk, the corners coach uh, from West Virginia the past couple seasons, is also following Dana Holgerson to Houston, as well as some guys that oversaw uh, recruiting in Ryan Dorchester and then Alex Hanks. 
Alex Hammond, who worked in the athletic department. They're also heading to Houston. And, of course, Dekeel Shorts, uh, former West Virginia wide receiver, I'm sure everyone remembers, had been a graduate assistant on this West Virginia staff the past couple of seasons. He's also heading to Houston with Dana Holgerson. So um, quite a few coaches following Dana Holgerson to Houston. And the rest um, looks like will not be retained as far as uh, we know right now. Haven't heard anything um, more, but doesn't look like any coaches will really be retained from the previous staff. Um, we're we're going to continue to update you on these staff changes as they as become uh, more information becomes available um, going forward as we provide all season updates throughout this season here on the Country Roads webcast. But uh, what we do know right now about Neil Brown's staff is that Vic Coning, as I mentioned, will be defensive coordinator and safeties coach coming over from Troy. And then you have another coach coming over from Troy, also with Neil Brown, and that is Matt Moore, who will serve as offensive line coach. And Matt Moore is a very good offensive line coach. You know, some people have complained about West Virginia's offensive line the past couple of seasons since they lost Ron Crook. I'm one that um, don't necessarily think the offensive play has been bad, but it's not nearly the level of what it was in 2016 under Ron Crook. So um, getting Matt Moore, I think, will be a big upgrade as well. Um, you know, Troy gave up the fewest sacks in the nation in 2016. 2016 under him and they finished sixth in offensive line efficiency in 2017 as well and you know um I've heard that Matt Moore around the business is considered to be a top 10 offensive line coach in all of the country, arguably. So it's going to be big for uh, West Virginia to get Matt Moore in here as offensive line coach. I think that's going to be a big hire as well. So a couple big hires there in Matt Moore and Vic Coning that I think are very vital and are going to lead to success and probably upgrades from what West Virginia previously had at those positions. So um, great news there. And then also the other coach that we know about is – well, let me put it this way. Vic Coning has been officially announced by West Virginia. Matt Moore has been officially announced by West Virginia. The next coach I'm going to mention has not yet, at the time of this recording of this podcast, been officially announced yet, but it's it's all but a certainty at this point, and that is Chad Scott, who is going to serve as the co-offensive coordinator and running backs coach. Um, Chad's coming over from North Carolina. But he had actually just previously accepted the Louisville running backs coach job about seven to ten days ago. So it looks like he's going to spurn Louisville and come to West Virginia actually to take on that role as well as get a co-offensive coordinator um, title there. Um, he had coached with Neil Brown at Troy during his first stint there when he was a um, offensive coordinator in the early 2000s. Also coached with Neil Brown at Texas Tech and at Kentucky. So they know each other very well. And, um, you know, Chad Scott, as I mentioned, he's going to get the co-offensive coordinator title as well. Um, it had been previously believed that Matt Moore would get that co-offensive coordinator title with him. But um, when West Virginia officially announced the hire, he was only listed as offensive line coach. So it's looking kind of like the uh, quarterback's coach or receiver's coach the West Virginia hires, whoever either one of those may be, may share that co-offensive coordinator title with Chad Scott. But um, jury's still out on that. But, um like I said, Chad Scott's hiring not yet officially been announced by the university, but I think it's a foregone conclusion that that's the next uh, hire that will be officially announced by the university as this staff starts to come together. So, um, you know, he has the co-offensive coordinator title, but Neil Brown has already said that he will call plays um, for the West Virginia offense. So, you know, he's done that throughout his career, and he's going to continue to do that. So, you know, out of these hires that Neil Brown has made um, – I don't know too much about Chad Scott, uh, to be honest with you, but seems like he's been a coach that Neil Brown trusts as he's coached with him in a lot of different places. And the one thing that I do know about Chad Scott, however, is that he's known to be a really great recruiter, especially in the state of Florida, which is big for West Virginia, who's had a pipeline there 
in years past. So that'll be good. And then, as I said, Matt Moore, the offensive line coach, I think is an excellent hire. And then Vic Coning taking over as defensive coordinator, I think is going to be a great hire as well. Um, he fits to his personnel, really uh, coaches takeaways. And that's what Neil Brown said in his press conferences. They're going to work on uh, takeaways. And, you know, another big thing about this Neil Brown hire that um, I don't think is being talked about a lot, not only is the defense probably going to force more turnovers, as I said, you know, uh, Troy was second in the nation in turnovers this season. But Troy was also first in the country in a, in special teams efficiency rating in uh, rankings given out by ESPN, as Neil Brown also mentioned that and referenced that in his press conference at West Virginia. So I think special teams is going to be there's going to be a hard emphasis put on special teams. He uh, coach Neil Brown has said that he sees that as another offensive opportunity, another pr- opportunity to score. So I think special teams may improve, and I think you know Vic Coning is going to improve uh, the turnovers that West Virginia creates. I really love the hiring of Vic Coning, and I love the hiring of Matt Moore, and I really can't say enough how much I love the hiring of Neil Brown. I love Neil Brown as a person. I think that he is a home run hire. I think that you could not have done any better if you're West Virginia, not only in how smoothly this transition went, but in who you got to lead this football program. Neil Brown just has that it factor, I believe. And, you know, I think that next season may be a bit of a down year um, as previously expected already but um, going forward I think the future is very bright under um, coach Neil Brown I really do believe that so you know <clears throat> looking ahead to what, uh, next year um, after seeing the bowl game um, I think a lot of people's expectations were tampered and you know you heard a lot of talk about four or five um, be lucky to get bowl eligible and you know I, I tend to kind of uh, uh, be in that boat um as far as personnel for next season, um, on offense, I think we all know who we're losing. You know, David Seals, Trevon Wesco, Gary Jennings, Will Greer, um, Yodney Kajust. Um, also, um, recently, Matt Jones, who had started at center the past couple of seasons, has graduated and as a grad transfer is going to Youngstown State. I believe his wife or fiance attends there, and so he's going to Youngstown State for his final year of eligibility. So it looks like probably Jacob Butchergrassi will, will um, likely uh, got a great chance to be the starting center next season, which him and Jones, is, despite Jones has started every game, him and Jones have split time this season. So that's a... That's a loss depth-wise, but um, as far as experience, you still got Butcher Grossi who's been good there. And then also after the bowl game, um, as a lot of people expected, David Long announced that he will be entering the NFL draft. So um, as far as personnel, uh doesn't look like other than the um, – ones that the Mountaineers expected to lose to the NFL draft outside of Matt Jones. Doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of defections despite the coaching change. There's not going to be a lot of transfers, I don't believe. Um, Neil Brown held a, held a meeting with the team um, just after he was hired, about you know five days before his press conference even. And um, the team, it really went over well. I think the team really bought in. The team really likes Neil Brown. Says he seems like a great guy. And, you know, just the type of, type of guy a player would run through a wall for, really. So I don't think you're going to see really too much as far as transfers out um, for this coaching change. As far as this recruiting class goes, um, you know, the, the early signing day did happen, so these players are signed. But when a coaching change occurs, the university can grant them a release out of their um, letter of intent. And uh, it doesn't seem like at this point um, 
as far as I know, I haven't heard of anyone that's trying to do that. Um, you know, at the beginning you heard when the coaching change first happened that um, West Virginia may lose a few of these recruits, but um, doesn't appear to be the case. You know, Neil Brown said one of the first things he did when he got the job was call every single one of those recruits that signed individually and speak to them. And it uh, seems like that went over really well as well, and um, they really like Neil Brown also. doesn't seem there's going to be any losses from the recruits already signed. And West Virginia does have seven spots remaining in this recruiting class, so I'm sure Neil Brown's going to hit that hard and try and get some guys in here um, that West Virginia needs, um, especially going to need a quarterback. Um, don't know if he's going to go the transfer route or try and bring um, uh, someone in. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Don't know if he's going to go the transfer route or try and bring someone in uh, from high school, but he'll probably definitely bring in a quarterback for one of those seven spots. So we'll see how the recruiting class ends up. I'm sure Neil Brown's hitting that hard. And then as far as the staff, that's probably going to come out within the next couple of weeks. Um, Coach Brown said that his concern is more about getting the staff right than getting it done. He said, so please be patient with that. And I think that everyone is going to be because they want to see it get done right as well. But as more information comes out about um, the staff members and, you know, these recruiting class, um, things like that, just more things about this coaching uh, coaching. Uh, change that uh, become available we'll bring you more uh, another episode here at, at the country roads webcast to keep you updated on that we're going to try and bring you about an episode a week throughout the off season if we can just just updating you as this uh, continues to progress but um for now what i can say is that west virginia nailed a home run hire um getting neil brown and his staff's beginning um to come together and i think it's going to come together uh, very nicely um the dana holgerson tenure is over the 335 is on its way out of Morgantown. I know a lot of people had mixed feelings about that, to say the least. So I think that's something people are probably excited about as well. Um, Vic Coning's on his way in, great defensive coordinator. So a lot of changes. Going to look a whole lot different on the sidelines in Morgantown at Mountaineer Field next season. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. So um, West Virginia lands Neil Brown, one of the hottest young coaches in college football. Dana Holgerson is out. Neil Brown is in, and we will update you more on this coaching staff and on this West Virginia football offseason as uh, time goes on. Really appreciate everyone tuning in to the Country Roads webcast. Um, check us out on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're all over the place. Tune in, check us out, rate us, review us, share us with your friends, help us spread the word as we try and build this podcast up uh, more and more as, as time goes on. You can also follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. And also be sure and follow almostheavenathletics.com. They've been covering this story as it progresses. They've been covering the new staff hires, and they've done an excellent job there getting the content out and getting the information out to the Mountaineer fans base into Mountaineer Nation. So follow almostheavenathletics.com for all your Mountaineer sports um, needs. They're doing a great job there putting out information as this coaching search uh, as this coaching search progressed and as West Virginia hired uh, Neil Brown and as they've hired these other staff members. So having said that, I guess that will pretty much wrap up this episode of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions, the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics and almostheavenathletics.com. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Are you ready to party? Country Roads.